Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Millwall fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tin fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I'll pass on any help and information that we can lions food hub at lions food hub thank you for listening now back to the show you're listening to after normal broadcasting from the beautiful south berlin except no south well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Cart. You are listening to the number one Millwall podcast. Except no substitute, listeners. Except no substitute. Joining me on this post Barnsley um, wake is the one, <laughs> the one and only Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, H. Oh, I wish I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Barnsley two. Mill one. Um, I'm just looking to I'm going to total digression, dear listeners. My wife has got a, a month monthly kindness calendar pinned on the wall, just where I'm recording. And the one for Saturday suggested is getting outside and doing a bit of litter picking and doing something kind to nature. I'm strongly thinking of taking it up now that Mill season has reached the point that we've reached because I think the game is up, Harry. Don't you? After that um, <laughs> drab display in the end um strange old game this afternoon how did you see events in 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 um in Barnsley this afternoon um I thought it was like a, a sort of a micro dissection of our season in parts um certain players having off days the yeah. players that were playing well were ones and twos rather than you know you need yeah, four or five yeah. players to have a yeah. good game to to have half a chance um I thought the manager's tactics were sound in theory, but when the wheels started coming off the Millwall bandwagon in the second half, we didn't react quick enough. Um, what we've got to react with isn't necessarily good enough. We don't play the formation that suits the squad that we've got. Now, these are all things that we know, and you can either fall into one or two camps. You can fall into the Gary Rowley is not good enough and must go camp, or you fall into the um, Gary Rowley is building something towards next season camp. and because we live in a world of um, 
of polar opposites being Millwall fans that you either you can't have a foot in both camps. You you must decide to um that he's either shit or he's the next, you know, next Messiah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's very it's very difficult because I can see the logic behind um playing uh, Wallace and Bennett up front by themselves. And Mason Bennett, to be fair to him, had probably his best game in the middle shirt. Yeah, especially I thought he was made in a match, Harry, today, from our point of view, you know. Absolutely. So, especially especially in the first half, I thought he was doing everything he was trying to do was coming off. He won more headers than Pavarsons won all season. But then on the flip side of that great bit of tactical nous by Rowett to, to play with no strikers and before the game rules slagging him off, you had the flip side of the second half where Woods gets a book in yeah. Um, quite early on in the second half we don't take Woods off which means that the only thing you're asking him to do is pass the ball that's fine if he passes the ball and we and we do well which we didn't um, and, and Williams and Woods whenever they play together I think I've, I've counted that as three times they've played together and three times we've lost so you know there's it's the flip side of management you've got to be praised for your achievements and and, and slagged off for when when you don't necessarily get it right and I feel like there seems to be a very weird paradox at Millwall at the moment, especially amongst the fan base. Now it's Twitter and it's, it's probably more polarising, but it seems to be, if we win, you know, it's all these people that seem to think, well, it's doing something wonderful, come out the woodwork. And then it's vice versa. When, when we lose the, um, the, the knives are out and it's, it, it's not good for anyone really. I just think that the, the problem is, is we're probably where we are. We probably deserve to be a mid table side. And it really depends on what side you like your bread buttered. You know, it's much of a muchness. We, we, I don't like the football we're playing, but I'll accept it if we win. Now, this is this is the thing. We don't we don't particularly win an awful lot of games. We draw quite a lot. And Mill ain't really good, or the Mill fan base isn't really good with banal beige no. draws. We 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 thrive on a relegation dogfight for our very survival against council, FA, or other league opposition. Or, or we have the opposite where we're on a mad cat run and, and we thrive off that. And I feel that maybe the way that we all feel in terms of, oh, well, the season's over, thank Christ, let's just get it to the end, is because we just can't win games. We either get beat, and when we do win, you know, it feels like it's a, a corner turn. And then two games down the line, we, we can't beat in a very mill way, might we add. You can't, we can't beat Wickham and, and we go back to square one. It's just very... It's soul destroying because you see the same things happen week in, week out, and there doesn't seem to be any sort of cure for it. No, I, I mean, the injury list must always be mentioned because, you know, we, we are playing with a fair number of our first choice uh, starting players unavailable to us. That is that is a real, um, as a fact, you know, you can't, you can't, um, escape that and where that limits us and I think you've you've just mentioned it there Harry it, it limits your um, Gary Rowett's ability to to make a choice and then change things according to circumstances you, you're not bringing players off the bench that necessarily you want on the bench and that will have a, an impact that you know he, he might hope for um, there are some options available to him that I you know um, you, you have to query and you know I thought at the start of the game today I wonder what he was doing playing no um, you know no no kind of recognised striker in the sense I suppose Ben is a striker but not a conventional choice to lead the uh, lead the line up front 
you know, I've heard of the, there's a false nine tactic, isn't there? I've, I've never heard of a false forward line where there aren't any, any forwards yeah. at all. <laughs> um, and the unfolding reality after that early goal, which was really, really sloppy. I, I you, you know, we, you've mentioned accountability, Harry, already. And the, the, the opening goal being behind inside, of, was it two minutes or one minute? I can't remember. But two being be, be behind that quickly, thanks to flaky defence, central defence, and I'm looking at, the, the the you know the, the main star of the central defence is Alex Pierce, the the leader of of, of the back line, um, is you know you up you up against it. But then I thought we did actually look. It was an interesting tactic because we we were getting the ball behind um, Barnsley, and I thought Bennett and and Wallace were looking like they they had intent. And so I I, I got the I got the tactics a bit like yourself, and I was actually reasonably. Um, you know, I was reasonably content with it at half time at one all because I could see something that you know might happen going forwards. Um, the, the problem, I think, really is as you said, is the second half. We we sat back, we 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 got ourselves pinned back by Barnsley's tactics, which were designed to disrupt us, weren't they? Uh, and they succeeded, uh, and we allowed them to succeed. And I think that's where it hurts because. There, you you know, you, you're being pushed back all the way, but you're looking at players of experience, and that's Williams, that's Woods, that's Pierce, and and others now, you know, across the team. Um, and we allowed them to turn us into a kind of a, a beige is a good word, it's like a mush, like the kind of, it's like a nothing kind of um, game, and we were just kind of clingy on at times. And I find I think- that um, wasteful from where we where we are at the moment. I think it's wasteful. I felt we were like a, a, a tinned rice pudding come the second half. You know what I mean? A bit bland, no flavour. Just 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 existing in needs a bowl. Jam in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It needs a bit of needs a bit of something. And what pisses me off, and you know, I don't want to get on to him. I don't, because I think, you know, I have seen improvement in the last few weeks. You know, I've seen glimmers, green shoots mm. from yeah, yeah. from where there was winter winter dross, but Today, you know, we're 60 minutes, right? I'm sitting there thinking, right, we're 2-1 down, 60 minutes, right? Bennett's never lasted 90 minutes in his career, I don't think. Maybe once now, but uh, but never, never a prolific 90-minute player. Don't right? seem to be, no. Right. no. So so you sit on the bench and I, I look at the free strikers. Now, Matt Smith for all his goals, we know what Matt Smith is. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bring Matt Smith on, you're you're gonna accept that we you're going to accept that we need to change other players to fit Matt Smith. In. The Matt Smith style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you understand that you're going to have to probably drop a centre midfielder, right? Mm. Well, there's only one to drop because one's booked, right? That's what you do. But we didn't do that. But no. we'll come on to that, right? So so that's Matt Smith. You've got Bodvar Osson, who I think has the worst goal scoring record of any Millwall striker of all time. I generally think that is true on minutes <laughs> per game. Someone done it the other day. So I think it was the football theorists loaded it up. I generally think he has the worst Millwall goal scoring. Worse than Mayerhofer, Hulse, Paul Goddard. That's, that's high company he's yeah, keeping. Yeah, he's, he's keeping the, very the high company at this point. Exactly. Valhalla of Bermondsey. <laughs> Valhalla of Bermondsey strikers. Yeah, exactly. And he's probably on the same kind of money as Goddard. So they're probably both... Names that should be whispered three times like on horror movies. <laughs> Before the devil um, comes, yeah. And then Bradshaw, who, again, isn't prolific, but seems to be has been involved in key goals this season for, for all of his faults. Um, and 
you know, you're either, if I'm going to watch one, I'd rather watch Matt Smith or Bradshaw than Bob Varson. I'm done with Bob Varson there, as most mm. people are. But he does bring Bob Varson on. He does bring Bradshaw on. But he brings Bradshaw and Bob Varson on with four minutes and two minutes in injury time to, to go. And I just think, you know, we're 2-1 down. You, surely you know that this is the end of our season if we don't if, if we don't win here or at least get a point. You know, that. that, that I just think that sometimes it's that that is unforgivable for me. The game management side that was so good when he came in that first season has really fallen away um, yeah, yeah. over time. Then let's get away from it. Pierce is, you know, I, I like this comment online that he's dealing with a lot of Harris's shit, which I, I totally understand. But Varsin is Harris's shit, Bradshaw, you know, Scalak. You can name these players, but I can also throw what, you know, is left over. Um, is Rowett doing? You know, Woods is Rowett's doing. Um, keeping Which... Pierce was Rowett's doing. You know, these players that are underperforming aren't all Harris's players. I feel I'm not trying to dig Rowett out. I'm trying to say that, that what I want is balance. I want when he does well, I want him praised, and when he's shit, I want you can say he's shit. It doesn't have to mean that we're jumping to just because he's had a bad day, we want him fired. I feel that you have to admit to keep a player on, like he takes Thompson off. Yeah, Thompson had no effects on the game. I can't, I can't turn Very around poor and say... Today, ben. Very poor well, I, I don't think he had a touch. No. But you can't have a touch if your back four are going to smash the ball 30 yards over the midfield all the time. That that was the tactic. I don't get Woods in, in playing that tactic because when Woods is good, it's when we try and play in, like through the lines intricately. When Woods is shit, which is any time the ball comes back towards you, or I don't understand giving Pierce and Hutchins some five-yard passes for them to do an oof. It doesn't make sense. It, it just, there, there's, that's where it falls down. The tactical thinking is is sound. You know, let's get them on the half turn. Let's get in behind Barnsley, a really high line. That's brilliant. But you need the players to be able to do that. And by the second half, they'd worked out that's what we were trying to do. So how long does it take me all to react to do something different. And that's where I have a problem. And it's not just Rowie, other middle managers, Harris and so on, and go back, Jacket. And, you know, we're never, ever been great at tactical changes halfway through games. I, you know, and and it's frustrating because you can, as Millwall fans, we can see it happening before it happens. You know, we, we, we know the story. You knew if you were a Millwall fan, you knew going into Wickham and Luton, you knew Millwall would be lucky to take a point because that's just how we are. Central defence let us down today. They let us down for the first goal, Harry. I mean, if you're going to give away... We're up against the side that had a reputation of playing uh, this this high press. This this I didn't I didn't see Barcelona out there today. I saw Barnsley just running around a lot and getting in their faces. Now, we've got a match that, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, it works. It works. I mean, I, I wasn't looking at some new level of the game that I hadn't seen before. You know, um, Ajax Amsterdam, 1970s. It's this is just they were just they had energy. They 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 trained for this style and they keep at it and they were still at it actually quite late into the game. So you've got to take your hat off to the energy levels. Um, I didn't see any particular individuals out there of, of real that were any better than ours, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Um, I think tactically they were better organized and they were better um you know, better formed in that in that sense, but we gave them two goals because we, absolutely, you know, both of the goals. And I'm looking at the first one, which um, was like a, a, a kind of a ball back into the box. I think it was like it was a straightforward ball for. Um, okay, Jake probably would have got it because he's six foot five. But Alex Pierce and, and Sean Hutchinson between the pair of them and George Evans, they've got to deal with that. They should have dealt with it, and didn't. And the same really for the second goal, which was. 
Um, again, another ball straight back into the into the into the um, into the box, and the, the player had a was it a header in or was it a shot in? I think it was like it fell into his into his path it was as a basically shot. Basically, or like inside the six yard box, basically, pretty much. He got like a flick header on the edge of the box because madly the two set the two centre halves. If you watch from under the angles on iFollow, they were showing that the two centre halves were having an argument about getting out on the six yeah. yard box. They get out to the edge of the eighteen, and then they lose the header. And and the problem is, I, this, there's a couple of problems with Pierce. The main problem is, is the story of too many cooks spoil the broth is is very clear with Alex Pierce. Um, he's not, he shouldn't be club captain. There is a hundred percent, you know, if you're not playing every week, you are a ceremonial flag waver. You're a mascot. Side. Yeah, he, basically, he's a glorified zamper, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and <laughs> come on today and played like it. So. The, pro- the problem is, <laughs> is that then he does it, that Hutchinson should be vice captain. You know, I'm personally for Cooper getting the captaincy because he is Mr. Reliable and he is probably arguably our best player, most consistent player, um, the player that would go for the most money, all these kind of things. Um, it would be a real statement to give Cooper the captaincy next season for me. But yeah. there we go, it's by the by. We will miss him, absolutely we'll miss him. But the fact of the matter is that every time Pierce plays and Hutchinson's next to him, he makes Hutchinson a worse player. And he, Sean he injects panic. I exactly. Find, I find, you know, looking at in the second half, one of my thoughts, I mean, every every time the ball comes near Pierce and Hutchinson clearly doesn't trust him, and he, it just injects this note of um, panic stations. And, He's a you know. dear listener. I don't trust him either. That, you know, there's... <laughs> There was a chance in the first half. He come across. He read the read the danger. They sort of won it. I think about forty yards out, and just flicked a ball around the corner. Um, and he's coming across, and you know he could do the simple thing: right foot, whack it out of play, centre half challenge, clear the lines. Let's get back. Let's get solid, and let's go again. Try and win the ball from the throwing. He tries to take a step, flicks it into his left foot before knocking it out, and having to run all the way down the pitch with the Barnsley player now with the ball in possession. And knocks it out for a corner, and mm. and and you think if you had just knocked it out for a throwing, you know you could have you could have made that decision. That is just simple poor decision making, and you know it's like a boxer, Pierce. You know once your legs are gone, and and you know the the things happen in slow motion. You you're slowed. You're today. Well, pace today kills gone, you, you know. And he's he's, he's done. He's just done, and and it's you know it's like Bury well, coming on late on. You know uh, that's ten minutes too late. The boy. Has got bags of pace, and the other night when he came in against Luton, he sort of drove at their players twice or three. He looked like a young Paul Ifield to me. You know, you know, what I mean, just that jinking I, kind of style. I agree. I mean, it's been this debate as to whether we should play the youth. Now, I, I, I actually understand, and to to some level, I agree with Gary Rowett. Whilst there's still the outside chance, however unlikely, of a, of a run at six position, that you probably want to fall back on on your experienced men. Um, you know, the, the championship is a tough arena in which to 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 make you, you know, especially when there's stakes on the table. It's a tough arena for a young boy to come in. But then again, you know, if you're good enough, you're young enough, or you whatever the expression, young enough, you're good enough. You know, it's it's that kind of idea. Um, so whether Hayden Muller has the um, has the has the has the strength and and the character and the rest, I we don't know. Maybe now we'll see him because I think now the situation is that we're not going to get anywhere close to it. So now I want to see, I would like to see some of these youngsters blooded in real combat. Let's see what they can do up against teams that do want it. And let's see what they can do. 
to, to persist from here onwards with Alex Pierce, I think it will be will be a folly, Barry. Um, now's the time to start to to see Tyler. He, you, I agree with you. He looks like he's he's got talent, um, pace, and hunger. All the all the attributes we want to see from a mill uh, youngster. Let's let's see him let's see him go out and do it. If not now, then then when's it when's it going to be the opportunity? Um, so I, you know we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I think certainly any any remote hope <laughs> that I was nurturing in my uh, in, in my my secret fantasy world areas like, has finally died. I'm afraid. I think the um, we're just speaking off air, listeners, about the uh, the famous radio message about Jules V passing away sleep in his sleep overnight comfortably. I think that's Mill's season gone now. Um, would you would you persist with this three five two or whatever? That's how it looks like to me on 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 the screen. Would you persist with that tactic? I mean, I, I still can't escape the thought that, given that Matt Smith's the only man that can score a goal at the club, um, we should have possibly bitten the bitten the bullet or whatever, you, however it might have seen to Gary Rowett and gone back to a little bit more of a four four two approach and had a go. You know, um, what's the worst that can happen? You still could still have lost two one at Barnsley by going that that route, couldn't we? We could have done. I think. I think the simple thing for me is that. The youth that are good enough and should be around, the squad should be around. But the players that are um, are, are going to be leaving us in the summer, which surely those conversations, there must, must be two must lists, be you know, there yeah, must yeah, be yeah. happening. And, um, you know, if Ferguson's not going to be here, if, if Pierce is no longer required, you, you know, would I rather Pierce come on or would I rather, um, you know, some unnamed youngster? I mean, we've got the boy who's at Sutton. Who's no, longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who's no longer going to have any games to play this season. Um, I don't really know how the rules work with that now that he's no longer with them. Is he allowed to play for us? I'm not too sure. So I may be speaking at a turn that he can't play. But if he can, he should be in and around the squad because, yep. or, Agree. Uh, you know, we've got the we've got that youth team that I think were under 15s or under 16 last year that went quite far in the cup. There's got to be a few of them that hopefully have developed. And I'd rather see them on the bench with, you know, the benches are so big now. You can have five subs, you know, you can have three, three decent first team experienced deads if you really need to and sort of make two youth team substitutions in games just to see how they are in 10, 15, 20 minute spells. But the fact, the fact of the matter is, is today, we, our season has ended today. Let, let's not get that any way. Looking at the league table, that, that has finished. But what I want to see us do from now on is I want to see the players that are fit and can be involved and he sees involved next season. I want to see this being used as the experimental pre-season friendly phrase, uh, phase before yeah. we're even anywhere near it. And that, and that includes the youth team class because uh, what have we got to lose? I think, I think you're right. I think that we know, we know what we need. We know we need a, a defensive midfielder possibly that's got legs or a midfielder that can break the lines with pace and, and move and get about a bit. I think we've, we saw Kifton Bell has been brought in to be the enforcer a little bit, which is fine, but I think we need someone that will do, do a bit of running for us. Cause I think we lack legs in the midfield massively, especially in the center midfield. I think we need a ball playing center half that allows us to play that free, whether or not he sees George Evans as that long-term from the way he was putting balls out into the stands today, I would say no, but... Yeah, he was poor today, surprisingly so, because I thought he's been one of the um, the beacons of, the, of since he's arrived, you know, I thought that there's one player that you can say has, has looked the part, but today, I don't know what it was, bad day probably, the probably the fa- Probably the fact we kept putting it on his left foot, I think. <laughs> 
You're listening to Actual Normal. Hello, Nick. Barry Moon again. Just to, I'm ringing you on the Wednesday night after listening to your show the Tuesday night. But I'm just phoning up because I'm a little bit fed up with these supporters that are turning on to row it and the team now because we're not winning games. All right, the last two games have been absolutely poor. But we haven't lost. And don't forget, these people a few weeks ago were calling saying we're going to get relegated. A couple of weeks on, we're going to get in the top six. And now we're not one two, suddenly we're the worst team going. It's the same little mob that have a go all the time on this YouTube channel they put out. One minute they're happy, next minute they're not. And that's a typical Millwall supporter, some of them. But I'm fed up because we've done well. We haven't lost. We're still nine unbeaten. And the thing is, if we had half, not get half of our team that's missing, we'd be walking into that team of ours. And it might have been a lot different. So I'm sorry to have a rant, but thanks for your shows, mate. I thoroughly enjoy them. But these people just get on my nerves. And there's a few more supporters like me have gone online to criticise these people. I don't know what they want, Nick. I don't know. One minute we're going down with the worst man, and the next thing we're in the top six. And I'm just fed up listening to them. You know, I've stopped listening to them on YouTube now because they get on my nerves. All right, mate. Cheers. Thanks for hearing my rent. Cheers, mate. Jerry Scalak here, following that 2-1 defeat. Um, disappointing performance, of course, um, which is a running trend um, over the last three games now. Um, I said in the show in the week, I think injuries have really, really hurt our chances because the players just coming into the squad just just aren't, aren't good enough. Um, I could see what the tactics were today, but they, they just didn't work. I mean, Barnsley play a very high line and we were trying to get in behind using Bennett and Jed Wallace. Um, but the quality of those balls were just shocking throughout. Um, either hitting it directly to their players, into space and just being nowhere near the ball or just out of play. Uh, we didn't have the quality on the field to be able to to do that. Um, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> the reason he played Williams with Woods was to try and have that bit of creativity over the top because, you know, if if they are good at one thing, it's probably um, they're passing. Um, but they were both fucking awful. Um, Willow was okay, but Woods again is like you think. You think that's gonna? We're trying to play to his strengths a bit there, and he still can't perform. So he was he was really bad, and I just can't wait to see the back of him um, in the summer. But but yeah, I think Barnsley played better in the second half. We just <laughs> didn't really respond, and then when we went, uh, you know, another goal down. Um, apart from that, Mace. Mason Bennett chance, which was quite guilt-edged. I mean, we just never looked like getting back in the game. Couldn't deal with their press all game either. Um, didn't have the quality on the field to play it around them or play some intricate passing or anything like that. We just just got pressed and lost the ball time and time again. So I think it shows where we are as a side. You know, I think 12th sums us up quite well at the moment where we are in the league. Um you know, we're probably going to pick up the odd win, the odd draw and the odd loss for the remainder of the season. So, yeah, although that's disappointing today, of course, um, we'll go again. But quite frankly, I just can't wait till this season comes to its conclusion. Come on, you lungs. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you're enjoying Afton Mill Podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Achtung Mill is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Mill. Big summer ahead. I mean, we, I don't know the contractual situation of the likes of John Daddy or... or I mean, I did read a story um, that conversations are beginning, and as you've said there, there must be a list of ins and outs and possible changes. Um, the return of some of our, our walking wounded for next season will be um, will be welcome. I'm going to be interested to see what Conor Mahoney looks like when he comes back because he's flattered to deceive. Um, what we'll get back on that front, who knows? Our problem in the end is money, 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 Harry. Uh, to sign decent strikers requires investment on a level that we, we haven't traditionally seen at the then. And that's, that's going to be what it boils down to, you know, um, I think we had a conversation with Aaron the other night about Brentford. Um, they've spent, by our standards, big to get bigger back. You don't, you know, you got to get that that money ball right. But if you can get it right, it's it's a playing game. Other clubs are doing it too. I think that's that's where, I think that's where we we are aiming to get ourselves to. Um, but I don't know if we know how to do it. If that we makes sense. The problem is, is we don't know how to start that. Um, we we don't invest in players that you know. Let's let's be honest. Um, when Sunderland got relegated um, a couple of the seasons ago, those are big clubs in in trouble, and and you don't go and nick their 
we don't go and nick big clubs players. We, we'd never dream of Millwall going and poaching someone from Sunderland, even though they're in the division below us. Do you know what I mean? I would never expect that to happen. And um, and that, and they they build teams that come up, and they'll probably be better than us next season. You, you know what yeah, I mean? And that, yeah. and they'll spend more than us. And, and this is this is the thing. I, I you know, there's there seems to be a Millwall thing of we I think we've got to get out of this idea that with our recruitment for me we really need to start widening the field and starting younger in the sense that we've got to take risks on more young players in, but not young players that haven't played league games we've got to take risks on players that have played 10-15 games rather than be taking risks on players that everyone seemingly somehow knows about because we can't deal with Millwall can't spend 600 grand on a player. It just doesn't happen. When we spend 600 grand on a player, look at the outrage over Bob Barson. We spent 700. Yeah, and Scalac. But yeah, and, I mean, and, same and point. These are fouled, but, but yeah. the 250 grand on Gregory ended up being worth its weight in gold. It, it is, yeah. you know, Gregory probably should have, with the greatest deal of respect, probably should have signed the contract with no intention of staying just so he rewarded the club. But, uh, you know, these, there these are. Yeah. There we are. But but so, the fact the facts are that Millwall, for all the knockers of Morrison and Gregory, and there was a lot, and and in oh, their League One or whatever, the first season of championship was their was their swan song. But we have not replaced them, so that's that's three years. You know, that's three years without replacing them. We've never really recovered from losing Savile in that midfield. Really, no. the um, thing the thing that bothers me, and it's a deeper point, and I think it goes way beyond whether you love or don't like or love him or whatever Gary Rowett and his tactics. I don't think we know how to replace players. I think we, when we get lucky, it's more by chance than by any kind of plan. Design. Uh, design. That's, that's, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to keep banging on about Brentford, but other, other clubs have also done it with, with money backing. I mean, let's not be naive. I mean, Bournemouth have done well with money backing and so are Brentford and so are other, other teams are doing well in the same way. But we, we don't really seem to have the infrastructure capable of that. Now, whether, whether that's the project that we're engaged in now. We've got to go through a couple of years of, of transition. We probably do. We are in it now, whether we like it or not, is, is, is the question. But we've never really had a great track record of finding, um, or, or for, for planned finding of talent. We, we stumble across it or it falls into our lap, normally via some horrendous incident somewhere else. Even Mason Bennett really wouldn't be with yeah. us if he hadn't got in that car that night and um, had one too many drinks. Richard, chaps, Richard, you know? Yeah, Richard Keogh, Richard Keogh, Mill have a lot to thank you for. <laughs> you know. There we are. A few, let's have a few comments to finish our show, listeners. Mill halfway line calls that a beige performance. There's that word again, Harry, beige, which reeks of mediocrity. A well-drilled, energetic Barnsley team hustled and bustled us out of the game. And they deserve the win. We lack composure and, to be frank, class. Also, for Mill halfway line, we lacked hunger. Um, I, I don't yes know about the hunger. No. Yes and no. I mean, I, I thought on the in, in moments we 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 looked all right. The the up and under style worked in moments. What we didn't do is mix it up, Harry. We we had no other options other than that kind of ball over the top and get Mason and and, and Jed chasing and get machine gun down. After four years of running at German trenches, that's what it felt like, did it? Um, uh, they can't yeah, be General to stop. yeah, yeah. General Rowett there, um, lumping it forward for four years and and gaining one yard in response. No, it's um, yeah, I, I suppose that's fair. 
same point as we've been having Richard Harris, not the actor, listeners, Richard Harris, the, the Millwall fan, says there needs to be quality, but not uh, rather than quantity in midfield. Get the impression that Rowett doesn't fancy a lot of our players. I don't think a lot of us fancy some of these players, Richard, but he has no choice but to play them. Be clear out in the summer. Well, yeah, we we, we, we hope so. Um, Charlie Birchmore says Mason Bennett had a blind. I thought it was one of his best games in a Mill shirt. I think you said that at the start of the show, Harry. Yeah. I thought he did really well today. How Woods is still on the pitch, says Charlie. Um, beats him and you bring on Daddy Bod to score. GR Masterclass. Those those moments baffle me. I, I do agree with you there, Charlie, because um, <laughs> the substitutions, even bringing Bradshaw in with about two minutes of the of the, of the overtime to go. Like, what, what's that? You know, why it's, just, it's that? like just slapping fucking Bradshaw around the face and going, "Does he get a perform an appearance bonus or something? Maybe getting on a just, split down the middle, Harry." I just think you just fucking <laughs> like just it makes him look like a massive cunt, doesn't it? Like Sean, like, <laughs> just he's just having him on there. You know, he's, he's you know the fact that he's picked Bob Varson over him. You know, you bring Ferguson on. So, Ferguson, Ferguson. I mean, there, you know, there are some that the, the obvious villains of the club are, I suppose, the Ryan Woodses and 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 the others. I mean, the John Daddies and the, and he's gone now, but Scalak and all the rest of it. But I think poor old Shane Ferguson, <laughs> when he does come on, he gives everything he's got to give and doesn't want for energy. I mean, you could talk about class and quality, but he's not one of the villains. And yet, I mean, he'll, he'll be on the way out. And I'm, in many respects, I'd sooner see him start than I'd sooner than than Ryan Woods at the moment because I don't I don't see the value of especially lined up alongside Sean Williams. Why is Billy Mitchell not, not featuring, you know? Um, I, Probably because he knows the truth. The, the truth. The truth, well, <laughs> the truth is, if you're fucking one of the yes men, there does get a feeling that if you're Rowitz, mate, you're all right. And and it does feel like that because I, I just feel like Woods is undroppable. Woods could literally fall in a fucking heap of manure and fucking Rowitz would still love him. It, it's just because he wants to play that system. Now, is he blinded by that system that we have to have him in to play that system? I don't know. But if you're asking me, do I want Woods in next season? Of course I don't. And I don't want Pierce. And I don't, there's, there's more players, you know, if you run through that 11 today, there's more players you don't want there than, than do. But also on the flip side of that, you are asking for Millwall to pretty much get rid of probably 10, 11 players yeah. in a summer That's window. not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Exactly. Ain't so you happen. have to accept that the, the triers and the ones with effort and the ones who give a shit might have to stay and be your squad players. And I, I'm aiming this at your Ben Thompson. I'm aiming this at a Ferguson who are more likely to put effort in and more likely, you know, Ferguson, for all the you know the things he can't do, he probably is arguably one of the best crossers of the ball at the football club because that's what baffles me. You know, he, his deliveries for Morrison over the years have been have yeah, been yeah, pretty decent, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you just feel like can you just fucking find Matt Smith a couple of times? Like yeah. you know what I mean? And we and we'd be in, but, but you know you're you're looking at a Bob Varson. Would I rather Bob Varson be let go than Ferguson or Thompson? Yeah, I would because I don't think that you know, in terms of what they're going to bring to the club. Do I think that we could get resale value on Thompson? Yes, I do. So I want Thompson to stay and be sold if he's going to leave. I don't want him to leave. No, I, I, I'd like to see him be part of the club. But then, but then Harry, this, this, is, this brings me to probably a good point to close the show in some ways, because the thing is we're asking for maybe we're not seeing a ruthlessness, but a, a, a manager must make big decisions. And at some point 
some players. I mean, why why Woods is still starting, I don't know. There's no sentimentality attached to him like there is with with Ben. But at some point, you have to make an assessment. There is a list of quality and those that can and those that can't do it. And I think Ben's probably in the middle at the moment. I'm I'm not sure. Well, I think for me, the reason that he stays is because I just look at the around and what's around him in terms of what we've got left. Woods isn't ours, and Williams is fucking thirty-five. Yeah. So I mean, Ben Ben's great strength is he gives a shit. I mean, and that, that's massive. And I, I, you know, same with the others that you've mentioned. Um, Woods, I think Woods is here as a job, whereas Ben it it pumps through his veins like it does you, me, and the listeners. To this and that's show. fine. And if we are going to get rid of him, I'm not I'm not averse just because he gives a shit to getting rid of him, listeners. I I, I understand, but this jump. To, to go, we're getting rid of him. Well, you have got to replace him. And what are you yes, going to replace yeah, him with? Yeah, and this yeah. is, it's, it's all right calling them shit. I've got no problem with people digging out anyone. You know, Bart in, included is not unfallible, but we haven't got a second keeper because Fielding shit, right? So we haven't got a second keeper, but he's probably nicking six grand a week sitting there. We haven't got a third centre half in terms of the, the leader that is the mascot needs to go. And that's yeah. the elephant in the room. Romeo's not particularly fired on all cylinders, and Danny Mac must be wondering what he did wrong. Yeah, you know, I agree. Malone, I agree. Scott yeah. Malone isn't ours, so that's gone across sort of the back the back problems. We're not even into the problems in midfield, and the less we say about what's going on up top, the be- the better. There is that is a massive job to get done in one window, and I don't. I, I agree with Tony Mundy. Hang on, everyone's falling off their chairs. But I agree with him <laughs> when he says that it's not a one-job window. It's not a one-job window. But the no. problem, the problem is, 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 is it before COVID? Would it have been a job that was accomplished? Uh, was it achievable in two windows? It probably was. There was probably money put aside. But how much has the club been damaged by this financially to be able to make this happen? That that's my only concern. And if if it's not going to happen, you have to play to the players that we've got. And sometimes I don't think we're necessarily doing that, but it all in all, I think you're right. We will have to go through this period of transition and it's going to be a long period of transition because it's going to take a long time to get rid of, you know, successive four, four, two managers. And also, you know, we don't have the resources to, to do it in one clean cut of, you know, losing money on players and 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 paying players to leave. You know, we no, are going to have no. to wait until contracts run out or, you know, someone wins the Euro millions of 190 million and helps John out. Because I don't, I don't think there's going to be, there's not many takers who want to come in and deal with a club like ours, you know, for all the... Always on the brink of an FA inquiry and media, media flagellation. So that's not that's not generally an investment that many want to take on. But there we are. That's that's the that's the Millwall... That's the Millwall thing, Harry. That's 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 the uh, that's the, uh, the precipice on which we lurch constantly and always. Have. If you if you do want to get into investing into something, invest in retro Millwall shirts. I, <laughs> I would say that. What I mean, I'm in the market, Nick. I'm going to try and light hearten this end, right? I mean, I'm in the market for for either a South London Press, a fair okay. view, late nineties, yeah, or uh, early nineties, yeah, early nineties, yeah. Captain Morgan, or a fair view. Millwall okay. top, right? And not the replica that they sell on Toffs before anyone says, right? right. You go on classicfootballshirts.com or you go on eBay and have a look at them. These are going for 100 to 200, maybe 300 pounds for ones in sort yeah. of yeah. sizes. So if you are digging out the loft, dear listener, over this lockdown, or you're doing any kind of emptying of any elderly relatives' homes and find <laughs> ancient Millwall <laughs> shirts, 
they, then there is a market for you on eBay. They're, these are wanted by people. Um, so yes, yeah, people so people collect stuff. I mean, I, I, it it fascinates me in in many respects. I mean, they're not just talking about Millwall shirts here now, Harry. We're talking about people buying random foreign clubs. You know, I've seen shirts on Lorient from France, Ligue 1. You know, why do you want that? You know, people collect stuff, and I suppose you either understand that motivation or you don't, but. Um, but no, there's a there's a market for these 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 shirts, not only of Millwall ones, but all sorts of clubs. So um, I remember in a I remember in a past life at um at a ex radio show that we once did, there was a, oh, there was a chap that used to wear a foreign shirt every single week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, um, that chap I remember is. He would turn up in, um, you know, I used to try and look at the badge because it was a slight guessing games to which continent and which club it was. And he had South American ones on, all sorts of stuff. I don't get it, but, you know. I, I, I understand, like, sometimes I, it's for ones you've been on holiday. You've gone on holiday and found, like, a, the little local club and you've gone, oh, I'll have a look. And you, yeah, you can fall you for that. I, I, that, I, that, that I don't knock. I, don't, I wanted the, uh, the French Varos one um, from the year we played then. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was aiming to get one of those, and they were pretty reasonable, sort of 35, 40 quid. And then, and then I looked for the for that season, the um, the season after the cup final, Millwall shirt. It was yeah. like eighty quid. I'm like, no, 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 I'm no. Paying no. that much for? No, no. I'm not paying for the Jody Morris special here. We're we're not we're not paying for that. It's not a good time in our lives, you know. It's <laughs> it's, it's not like we got promoted or anything like that. It's it's a very weird. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to why these shirts are of valued at what they are and and i think the bigger the club you are the the cheaper the shirt is because they're obviously mass produced where yeah they produce on a level we, we can't dream of harry you know yeah, yeah, it was commercial <laughs> team I, I also want to touch on um the strange pr agenda of of the millwall i follow okay thing what what you what, what 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 was what 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 are you what well, are you i believe since max has got his own i follow uh got his own wall talk show um okay I believe he is now pandering Gary Rowett's notes out as propaganda during shows. <laughs> it seems to be a it seems to be a mention of Ben Thompson falling over every game, how good Ryan Woods is on the ball, and how assured <laughs> uh, Sean Williams is. And I'm not watching any of this, and neither's Twitter by the reads of it. So it's it's beginning to grate. Um, I'd be okay. remiss if I didn't say it. I'm sure it's I'm sure I'm I'm fine. I'm looking for um, bullets where there are none, but it, it's beginning to grate on the wider Warren household. Well, if you're listening, Max, speak for yourself, man. Get online and answer these charges that you're um, <laughs> you're reading from Gary Rowett's exercise book. <laughs> please please state that I'm a very nice man and, and buy me some time online. I, I, it's just very... <laughs> you go back and listen to it, and a couple of other people... I wasn't... I hadn't kind of listened to it until Charlie sort of said it to me earlier on, and I'm going, yeah, he does say that quite a bit. You know, they do mention, you know, and I'm... I'm I'm sure it's not deliberate, but sometimes it doesn't help you when you're. We're all watching the same game as you are, and what we really want me all to do is, you know, expletive liven up. And, and well, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. Isn't it? I mean, I follow. They ha- they don't have the luxury of of a, being a podcast like you and me and, and the chaps and and all the others that go online. They 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 have to to some degree interact and deal with the players and the club so they can't be too extreme i mean i think there's they're probably restricted as to what they can say i mean i, I don't know about the um you know being fed the um the, the, party, the, line the party line i feel like, like, uh, I feel like the chief so, has come round and told him that you know you need to need pyongyang to get... or something <laughs> yes <laughs> it, it feels feels very um 
<laughs> Shrewsbury sort of cloak and dagger, part yeah. horse of Westminster in the thick of it type type thing. Yeah, you will you'll mention how good a pass for the ball Woods is at least four times a game. It's um, but I suppose poor old Carl can't he, oh, and, and Max can't start well, Carl sl- doesn't sl- do it. slating players. Funny he? enough, Carl doesn't do it. It's 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 cra- it, it, it's definitely a development since since Wall Talk has come about. It definitely right. is. And I, okay. I, I I can only I can only assume that there was there was conditions put into the Wall Talk podcast that involve <laughs> involve saying certain <laughs> phrases at certain times. <laughs> Well, we we will we, we'll put it out there. We'll see what what reaction we get to that. I don't know what to say to that, but there we are. Incoming Twitter mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Huge pleasure, as always, to talk to Mr. Harry Warren. You're doing your half marathon training tomorrow, Harry? Yeah, I'm going for the. I'm not doing the train. I'm doing a full half tomorrow. Full um, half. Wow. Ba- basically, because I was planning to do it in April, and then obviously the 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 chance COVID, of playing yeah. playing yeah. football yeah, took um, it away. Yeah. Out, out runs sort of out plays in my mind that I'd rather play football than than go running on that particular weekend. So I will now do my half, not raising money, not running for anything. It's just pretty much me wanting to do it. So I, I, I'll go and do that tomorrow, hopefully get round and, um, and then pretty much scale back the running ready for football to come back and play on a Saturday afternoon. So Let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Huge thank you to Harry Warren. Um, thank you for listening, dear listeners. Um, let's wait and see what the remainder of the season brings forth. Let's hope it's going to be a commitment to youth. We'll leave it there. Until next show, which will be in the week, it's good night from myself, good night from Harry, Arriva Dirty Mill, and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Mill. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirty Mill. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? 